Welcome to the Unlimited Women podcast. And today I have Selma Haring, I say it in Dutch, as a guest. Um, we decided to speak in English because this is what uh, you have been, you know, told by your channeling. So let me first introduce yourself. Um, I met, I met you, I think, two years ago at a spirit business school. Mm -hmm. And uh, and I'm so intrigued by you because a lot has changed since then for you. And you sent me an introduction and I will um, share that with the listeners. And what you say is I channel messages of Maria Magdalena mm -hmm. and other members of the Rose lineage like Isis. Mm -hmm. The messages are about health, love, sex and money mm -hmm. because they feel it is now the time to bring these topics back into a more natural vibration mm -hmm. to bring clarity and healing about these topics mm -hmm. and you Selma you have been asked to be an instrument of peace and to unapologetically be a vessel of the divine mm -hmm. wow this is uh, huge Selma welcome <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for having me. I love that you say we, uh, to create this field of curiosity because I can feel that and that makes me happy. Because I have the same curiosity because I don't always know what kind of messages come through. So it's also interesting for me. Yeah. Yeah, beautiful. And yeah, the reason I invited you for the Unlimited Women podcast is because I have seen so much change in you the last, since the first time I met you, I think it was in 2018. And what I see now that you have, you know, it's, it's more like you have found your calling or your next calling. I see so much more groundedness in your appearance and, um, clarity so i can see it in your appearance i can see it in your eyes and you know yeah, people can't see you now but when i when i look at you uh i see that you know what you're doing and of course i'm very curious about um sharing a little bit your background without having the very long story but really like so how do people know you and 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 where are you now because I think there has been a big growth. Um, yeah, I think I, I, when I met you two years ago, I could already feel this uh, energy in me, the potentiality of it, the things that I could do, but I was not able to express it yet, which was very frustrating. And I feel there is way more women <laughs> that can connect with that. And to me, I've been born in a, in a family of entrepreneurs, very rational. Um, now I'd say as, as, it's, as a soul, I've come to earth to experience that when there is not a lot of consciousness in the family when you're learning. And for me, that was quite a road to to actually know that I was sensitive because I'm very sensitive. But I think I've, I've only learned that when I got sick, 
when I got ill. And then I learned so much about energy work, especially. So I did a lot with um, learning to ground myself. I just thought you all have before. And that it, I think it took me about 10 years, maybe longer, to, to learn to ground myself and to learn to, to look everything in the eye. And from there, from that place, I was able to go back to the light again. So I think I've always loved that, to be in the light, but it was... Mm -hmm. I could not truly connect with it because I, I thought I was just too much darkness yet and too much to look at. Yeah, and what do you mean by darkness? By darkness, I really mean stuck energy. This mm -hmm. stuck energy that was in my body that I was um, born into. So, so a lot has to do with family karma. Mm -hmm. Really... Um, from my father's lineage is there is a lot of unhealed trauma. There was a lot of unhealed trauma from the war. And from my mother lineage, a lot of unhealed trauma for being a woman and being free and not able to express herself. And um, this was shown also in my body, though it was very direct and sometimes very confronting. Mm -hmm. And what I felt very confusing was to combine my spirituality with work, so to combine spirituality with earning money, and to really let go of the old way of working. And because I come from a family of entrepreneurs, like eight generations of entrepreneurs, mm -hmm. so it's always it has always been also been a road to let go of that way of working because my parents and grandparents etc all been working out of the place of working very hard and out of yeah yeah so i just wanted to ask what is that way of working which is for yeah. you like a way very that doesn't work hard, for you hard working um, a family business so really connected with their uh, customers and really connected with the people they work with so i do like that but it was from a sense of lack and really a sense of surviving. So that is also in the lower chakras, right? So I really had to connect with abundance and what does abundance mean to me? And how does that work? And how does it work for me? And I'm still learning about that, but that has brought uh, quite a big change for me to move into abundance. And I love working with the goddess of Lakshmi because she's really about sustainability, about abundance, about prosperity, but also connected with the earth, really about giving mm -hmm. and receiving. So I love working with her. What's her name again? The goddess Lakshmi, of? The goddess of Lakshmi. And she Lakshmi. Is, she's described beautiful, beautifully in the book, Awakening Shakti, which mm -hmm. is so a beautiful book to read. So there's a lot of goddesses in this book. <laughs> and I'm, I'm mostly attracted to the goddess of Lakshmi. And um, so that has brought a lot of um, positive change for me. And now I'm, I'm, I'm again and again opening up for this field of wonder, you know, this field of possibility and this field of 
what's life bringing to me when I am this instrument of peace. And I learned about that in a training I started a year ago. It's mm -hmm. Hans Mediumschap in Dutch, which is like um, being psychic and then in trance. So you bring yourself into a trance and then you channel like messages. And that was like, oh, wow. What happened? What, ha what happened? What did mm. happen? What didn't happen? <laughs> and, and it is so, I, I connect so deeply with it because I can feel I've come here on earth really to heal this unhealed trauma from my father's war. And then to be an instrument of peace is really most moving. Yeah. And, and, and getting back to your family, how they, do they respond to your, yeah, let's say, transformation? Um, at the moment, my father has dementia, so mm -hmm. he's not really connected with that anymore. For my mother, she's and my brothers, they're really like, oh wow, this is something that you do, and, and it's great. It's just we don't really understand. <laughs> That's okay. It's really okay. And but there's not a lot to talk about because it's like it's your world. It's, it's really more my world. Yeah. I've struggled with that quite a while until I realized that I can also be an instrument of peace when I'm with my family and mm -hmm. just be in the moment and just speak my truth and speak and say whatever I need to say um, or long to say in the moment. And then there is this connection that is so pure that is really kind of amazing because then there is this and then my mother can say oh I love it so much with your family and you're so peaceful and and that's really nice to move beyond all all these identifications that we yeah have. and it also sounds like you become in that moment a source of nourish nourishing for your mother and your brothers you know they feel that you are pure that you have you know the only thing you want to give is peace and love and um and even if they don't really understand what you're doing they feel that it's beneficial to them too is, is that what is happening uh, yeah I'll they would not give these words to it, but they feel it's nice. Yeah. yeah. And that's good, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. And for a long time, I wanted to be heard. I wanted to be acknowledged for all the work I did. You know, <laughs> to get the family karma, I kind of wanted them to say, like, thank you for doing that. And and that was really my inner child that wanted to hear that. And mm. So that is, has also brought a lot of change uh, in the last few years. To heal that in myself and to acknowledge that in myself so I don't need their acknowledgement because they don't have the consciousness to give me that, you know? So, um, yeah, that's that's been a, quite a journey for me too. And, and it's been very healing to do that. Yeah, yeah, I think, I, I think it's very... Um recognizable for people that we want acknowledgement from others 
And once we know it's it's a part in us who wants that, like you say, the inner child, you know, who wants to be seen, then we can heal that. And uh, I think the entire social media is created upon being recognized, you know? So how many likes do I have? How many people looked at my post? I think, you know, I still have, a, I still look at that. So I know what's happening. And it's also to, to see if there's engagement, of course, and if people ask questions so that you can answer them. But I still feel there is a, is a part of me who also likes to be seen. And how do you uh, look at that, um, experience that? <laughs> be honest. It's kind of funny because uh, first I started that as well because I thought oh, I need to be seen and then I can have uh, customers and then I can do what I love to do and then I need to show myself and, and make myself a little bit bigger than I am. And then I didn't like it at all. I thought, you know what? I'm just going to stop with it. This is not my road. And then I did um, an um, astrology reading uh, from the from the yogi side, from Vedic wisdom. So that's more from India. Mm -hmm. And they describe like your dharma, which is you know your life path and your artha. So with what things do you earn money? And it was so crystal clear. It was really. <laughs> Like it's your art to connect people with the divine and to make movies and to write and to show yourself and to be visible. And I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> to be visible in this completely different direction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not as, you know, Selma, like, oh, look at me. No. And this is, this is also, you know, uh, just to, the, the old marketing and the, the mess mess marketing we see right now is all about you know make yourself bigger be seen and i think you and i both have experienced that we i think we both did this kind of programs and i learned a lot you know but it also helped me to realize this is not my path my path is about energy and if I, you know, am in connection with myself, if I'm grounded, if I'm in joy with what I'm doing, I will attract people in a different way. So it's not a 10-step plan how to attract customers. So I can't teach people that anymore. I did in the past, you know, I, I did teach them how to, to build their business, but it was all knowledge which already existed and working with energy is so much more about, um, you know, being aligned and, and yeah, attracting really different people. And I, I have done some readings and, and, and then it was already said, you will attract different type of customers. And, but then you want, your mind wants to figure out, but who are they? <laughs> you have to let go of that. <laughs> Do you recognize that? A lot. <laughs> And for me, I, I really lost myself in this whole old marketing way of doing. At, at the time, I didn't know it was the old way to do it. Mm -hmm. And I wanted so badly to, to live my purpose and to show that. And on the other side, it was so not, not the way to go for me. So I, it was also painful. So because at a point, I could feel it's all from a place of lack. 
Mm-hmm. Yes. It's from a place of abundance. It's not for me. It's from a place of lack. So I really need to connect with the, this abundance in myself first before I'm going to move. Otherwise, everything I do will still be from this place of lack. So then, yes. no matter what I do, I still create lack. And that's a very great summary of, of you know, what for us is old marketing. For many people, it isn't old yet. You know, they, it, it's, it can be helpful. But, um, yeah. yeah I, we I, don't I, want to work from a place of lack. Period. Not working. No, it's, it's also bad for my body, you know? Mm-hmm. all that energy is in my body. It's like too much to handle for me. Yeah. And in one of your posts, you wrote that you had to like surrender to the big unknown. Yeah. And whereas I I know you as a person who also have a strong mind, who still wants to know stuff. So so how are you dealing with that? You know, I'm stepping into the unknown. (laughs) Um, My mind also likes the unknown. So I'm very, so I love that. And I've been working a lot with a meditation for Joe Spencer and he's like really invites the unknown. Mm-hmm. and I love doing that because it also makes me resilient especially in this time when we have new measures like every three or four weeks I'm like okay and how do I feel how do I connect with it now what does it mean to me so um, and it is like a learning process to to connect with this field of you know even more and more and, and as we are talking about it I feel we're all both invited to connect with that at this moment to to really step into what is the highest good for all for this podcast and and what are the messages that wants to be shared through me and what is the highest good for all of this podcast So it's kind of funny because I can feel the energy building up behind me and that's my guides really being clear to me. Like, okay, we've got inspiration we like to share. And then it's really for me to to step into the unknown and to let go of, "Hmm, but I like what we're talking about, you know, and to let go of that and to really surrender to being this vessel. So we're just going to start and we're going to see where this goes, okay? Because the first thing they're showing me, and I don't completely understand why, but that's kind of answering your question, what does your mind do with it? I'm observing it and I'll just trust that it will answer the question at the end of the podcast, what is that? But what they're showing me is... um, it's Canada. Do you have any connection with Canada? Canada. Not that I know with my mind. <laughs> no, no and, connection. And you as far are, as I know. And you are working as a coach in, in a, for a bigger organization? Yes, that's the United States, the mm-hmm. San Francisco area. Yes, I'm working for them. Okay, so here is where the channeling is starting, and I will channel, and then we will talk about that later. Okay. So this is not yet Maria Magdalena speaking. She will speak later. Mm-hmm. 
but there is a lot happening in Canada energetically. And we see that um, the whole world is focused on the United States, but change is being brought from uh, the Northern Lights. The Northern Lights are getting stronger and stronger. And people, especially in Canada, are feeling this and are waking up to this energy. So the in meets the, the Eskimos. Mm -hmm. They're really building energy in themselves. They're really building their energetical bodies. And they are together with other um, tribes that are connected with nature way more than we are here in the Western world. And they are really calling us to come back to our, our natural vibration, to come back to our true nature. In nature, are really calling us to come to ground ourselves deeply in ourselves. And they ask us to pay more attention to the Inuit Eskimos connect with their energy and what they're showing me is that many of us here in, in especially the northern hemisphere we've been frozen so parts of us have been frozen and what part um, uh, this is interesting especially along the lines of um, of the feminine and the masculine. So they're showing me the Kundalini, right? We're in the middle of the divine and, and then there is like the feminine and the masculine and together it's the snake. It's Kundalini. Yes. I know that symbol, yeah. And they say it... it, it um, and there's also like like the left is it's um, the feminine and the right is the masculine. And they're saying they're showing me this has been frozen um, for so many many years. And with fire, we're fi with fire we we are um, defrosting this. Huh? So mm -hmm. all this energy is coming is coming um, is being released. And, and what is fire in our lives? So can you, can they explain that? What should we look at? What, what they're, um, that is fire is where there is literally used fire, you know, like fire in when there is a circle of women or men coming together and there is fire fire when we are choking up our third chakra, which is connected with the element of fire. Um, and this is so needed because these energies have been frozen for so long. And what they're showing me now, it's, it's interesting because they've not shown me this before. What they've been showing me now is 
all this released energy is, is coming into the atmosphere, is coming into society, and it is a bit of this fiery uh, energy. And, um, now, can we translate that to, to the now? So what, what is happening? What is changing? Yeah. So they say this is asking a lot of people's immune systems to handle all this energy that is coming into the world. So everybody's opinions, everybody's um, wanting to show who they are, everybody wanting to, well, not everybody, but there is a lot of energy released. A lot of people are, there, there can also be that this angry energy in fire. And which is especially happening now in this moment right now. Yes. Um, and this is, I'll come to that later, but this has to do with, with what you're doing right now with the dancing. Because what they're showing me is, yes, we're being asked to ground ourselves even more, to ground ourselves even deeper with really the core of the earth. So we can connect more with, with um, source energy as well. Mm -hmm. And to connect with this pure light inside of us that shows, and this light brings light to, to the light side of life, you know, like, like joy and happiness and fun, and also brings light to the, to like the dark side of life. The darkness, yeah. Mm -hmm like sadness and illness and pain and and to to really learn for us to discern what is truth and not and to see like the light and the dark as, as um, to see for what it is yeah without a judgment it's just there without a judgment and to mm -hmm. not beautiful only once um, like the light side of, of joy and happiness but there can also be a lot of like like this deeper kind of joy when you can connect with illness or yeah with things you don't with, with sadness yeah i would call that um fulfillment you know you are you can be with anything yeah, so you can be with joy, but you can also be with your relatives who might be dying and still have the most wonderful conversation in the hospital. The, maybe a conversation you never had before with a deep connection. And that's what I, yeah, that's, that's not a kind of joy. Um, but it sounds like that that's what you are speaking about. Mm -hmm. And they are speaking about and also to to become an observer of light and dark and accept that it's both there yeah without wanting to change it right yeah yeah and so what what they say is kind of is the idea that abundance can only be created out of this place of um, like this light side 
but they what they're showing me is that and it makes me a bit emotional that is true abundance is created when you can be with both these sides of life and, and you can connect with this, this really deep sense of living on earth being connected with earth and that losing something can also bring so much abundance. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, losing something creates space and space for abundance, maybe. Yeah. Closing a door. As a scientist, especially in the modern hemisphere, so we have like so much like our houses and we have our cars and. You know, we want the spirituality and, and being connected with the earth, but we also want <laughs> all the other things. And what they're showing me is that it's very nice to connect with the simplicity of life again and with the simplicity of the way of living. And that it might mean that we have to let go of things that we identify with now and that we feel comfortable with now. For instance, our house, and and they say it doesn't mean you can live in a beautiful house, but your house can be way more beautiful than you think, than you can imagine, and mm -hmm. a house that is way more uh, in tune with um, the earth. Yeah, and nature, and unattachment yeah. to stuff. And um, yeah, and this is creative when we can connect with this inner feminine of ourselves and the inner masculine of ourselves. So, and that is, they show me that is really deeply grounded in, in our, you know, in our, in our womb and in our, in our first chakra. Mm -hmm. So they're showing me this because the coming years will stay in, in gales. So it's really important to Keep connecting with this inner truth uh, that you have in yourself. Yeah, so with this natural vibration. Do you get what I mean when I say that? Your natural vibration? Your natural vibration. It sounds like your innate vibration. The one, yeah. Uh, it feels for me that um, it's time to like remember your natural vibration because I feel that when you're born without any conditioning there might be a natural vibration and you forget forget about it you become conditioned and it's about pureness it's about clarity yeah. and the word nature is in it so it's also the connection to nature uh, um, be outside, be in connection. Yeah, so it's it's really <clears throat> your nature, and and that it connects with your essence. When you with your natural vibration, you connect with your essence, and then Maria um, Magdalena wants to come in. Mm. Okay, and she really wants to speak to. He's very welcome. Thank you. I'm here today to show you that 
especially the women of the Eskimos, the Inuit Eskimos have so much wisdom about being rooted in themselves and, and honoring the man in yourself as well as the women, the woman in yourself. Mm. And to stand equal next to men, women are invited to connect with their inner masculinity. And what does that mean, your inner masculinity? So to bring your inner masculinity has everything to do with owning who you are, speaking your truth, no matter what it is, out of a place of love, but and also out of a place of firmness. Mm. Um, I love that. Speaking your truth from a place of love and firmness. And your inner masculinity has also to do with seeing your realities, seeing the different realities that you're living in. There are so many ways to be alive and see the different dimensions. Look at your life from these different dimensions. And then move from your place of love through your life. So the, the, your inner feminine has this, this, deep, this deep knowing, deep knowing what is truth. And your inner masculine, you can use your inner masculine to really honor that knowing, mm -hmm. really follow your truth. And there's also movement in it. Uh, so you can have all that wisdom, but if you don't share that with the world, it's still like a passive wisdom. Yes, and, and, and women find it. Women have been have been um, internalizing this feminine wisdom for so many centuries, so they're still used to to keep it in themselves. And now is really the time, and this is why I'm also so my energy is so much rising. Um, for the people here on earth, now is really the time to, to bring this to, to the light, to bring this out into the world, in, in your own lives especially. And it feels like many women are hearing this calling more and more. Yes, and we love that. And how will that serve the greater good, the highest good? It is needed for women to stand next to men, to really own their place, to earn money, to be part of the decision-making and everything that happens in the relationship when it, when it comes to a love relationship between a man and a woman. Because when women are being part of the process-making of how to spend money, and part of the decision-making, the whole world will shift. The whole world will shift because different choices will be made, different things will be bought. 
and a whole new economy can arise. So the power at this moment in the world is still in the hands of men with a masculine energy that has also been wounded, right? Because this is not the masculine energy you are referring to. Absolutely not. The masculine energy I'm referring to is your inner masculinity, your inner masculine energy. And we ask you to observe the men that are out of control, that are misusing the energy. We, because it reflects your inner world and how you have wounds in yourself when it comes to this masculine energy in yourself. And so how can we help those men who are out of control? Because you say it reflects our inner world. You don't need to help these men. <laughs> the only way you help this man is by raising your own consciousness about your inner masculinity and your inner femininity. Yeah, so basically is it is our job to raise the energy, raise the vibration mm-hmm. to uh, contribute to the higher vibration of the earth. Is that what yes. you're saying? Yeah, and let me stay in this energy that you're doing for me. What I see happening in the world right now is that women are coming together and, and women, the feminine side is really about bonding and connecting. And the masculine side is really about being able to hold the torch and to cut through anything that no longer serves you anymore. And it is really this asking yourself if you are prepared to to make that choices and that um, something else will die. You know, something- Are you prepared to make the choice to- You're prepared to make the choice that some companies will fail that men will lose their positions, that hospitals will be bankrupt, that schools will be chaotic. Um, are you are you willing to do that? And she is asking me to to tell to tell them to give an example. Because I'm in this process of self healing where I want to heal myself. But I also go to the doctor and listen to what she's saying. And then she said, if you're really longing to heal yourself, and, and if you long for everybody to do that, this hospital will have no place in society anymore like it is now. It will have a different place. And are you really willing to accept that? And that was something I... Unconsciously, I still, you know, wanted to have both. I still mm-hmm. want to the old way and the new way. Yeah, uh, like a safety net. Like a safety net. And um, I'm not saying that everything in the old way is bad, but am I willing to be part of, of the process of changing the old way and really 
And then that does mean that people will lose their jobs and people will be unhappy and it will stress people out. Am I willing to do that? And I could feel, yes, I am willing to do that. And, or are you willing to, you know, set your boundaries with your parents or with your husband or, or with your parents-in-law and that they're angry at you, you know, they're cross with you. Are you willing to do that? That is really more than in a masculine sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And Thanks for the uh, explanation. It makes it more, you know, tangible. And yeah, this, this is about being bold, but not being bold for being bold, but for yeah. in service of the greater good. Yeah. And um, are you willing to lose in order to win, you know? I, I don't so much like the word win, but in order to step into the abundance in the new world. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Let me see. Yeah. So that's really the message that I have for today for, for that's the highest good for all, that we are, and, and that there is really a big difference. It's beautiful how you put it. You can be bold in a, like a disturbed way with mm -hmm. misguided energy. And then it just brings more pain into the world. Mm -hmm. And you can be bold from a place of being grounded and from a place of inner wisdom. And, and that happens mostly, I feel, in yourself. Yeah. To not, that's not about being senior, that's really owning your own journey. And Are you willing to walk that path even when nobody's saying like, wow, that's great. That's good for you that you're doing that. Woohoo, we love that. We love that. You know, but you do that and you own that for yourself without anybody cheering you or. Yeah, it's, it's uh, when you walk this path, it, it can be lonely. Yeah. And if you are not willing to, then stay where you are. That's what I want to say, you know, uh, I, I've done this podcast for a year and it started with the words leap of faith. And are you willing to take that first step on your new path and the unknown without knowing what will present itself to you? And that's very difficult if you are used to rely on your head and to control. So, What Maria Magdalena is channeling makes so much sense because not only me, but many women and men are stepping on, on this path. And it feels lonely unless we connect with each other, you know, like I connect with you. Yeah. But there are a lot of people around me, I connect at a different level they have a different life and for a long time i found it very difficult but now i accept that this is stronger than yeah it's almost stronger than me you know i have to do this yeah and that is being that that instrument of peace and being that instrument of the divine and to me that is showing being a channel and to somebody else it is showing You know, you as being a coach, and it can also be that you're you're baking bread, you know, or yes. whatever what you're doing, 
and and nobody saying like, oh, I recognize you. You're an instrument of peace, you know. And maybe your light will be recognized. But what I feel it's really about is maturity, being spiritual and mature. Yeah. And, and, and also being intentional about what you're doing. So if you are a baker and you're intentional about your work, you are also contributing for the highest good of all. Yeah. And yeah, I, I love that you say that because it doesn't matter where you are in your on your path, as long as you are coming from a pure intention, you are making the steps needed. And if you're not conscious about it, you 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 might not be intentional. So, but I feel that the the reason to be here on Earth is to become more and more conscious. That is beautiful, right? Because what they're showing me is like we all have our own place in the world, and when we really stand in our own place, and then then we we give each other what we need, and we get what we need because that's the most natural thing to do for us. And then we don't have so much problems in anymore because we don't have all these boundaries between, oh my God, I, I don't deserve what I need or, oh, I should give so much to this person and completely empty me out. But you don't have to do that when you know somebody else will, will give you know what they need. So, when when these two energies are balanced it is so much more easy to to share your gifts and to receive beautiful yeah and that's what a lot of people long for because it brings so much fun and so much peace you know peace and calm and and clarity and yeah and it's like so easy to connect with someone on, on one thing and then connect with someone else on something else because you know, you have this deep feeling that your needs are being met at, at a deep level in your life. So, and it also sounds there's a lot of respect and acceptance for everything around you. That that it's that we're all part of, you know, something bigger, and we all have to play our part. Yeah, and there is so there is no like um, how do you say? That's kind of funny. You're showing me every time. Mark Rutte is also doing, you know, he's not conscious of it, but he's also, it's also his role to play at this moment. So it's, um, it's all, yeah, it's also, somebody said, it's all a game. If we look at life as a game, we don't have to be so stressful, you know, because it, it's like, okay. Maybe I didn't get the rules yet, the, but I can create new ones. And let's, as an entrepreneur, especially in this, I think in, as a coach and healer, we can create whatever we want and see if it sticks with other people. So it's very playful to, to do that. Yeah, it's playful and it's, and it's also, yeah, and it is, it, it is playful like, every time every moment is a new moment so yeah. every moment there is again the, the unknown where we can step into and we don't know where we'll end and that will bring us new information or new and it it also means every moment is a new opportunity to start 
again. So yeah. every moment is a new start. And if something is not working, okay, have a good night of sleep. <laughs> and tomorrow is a new day. And maybe take some rest. And uh, don't do anything. And yeah, then the next idea will appear. So it's, it's way better to, to step into the unknown and to see what is happening and then to act instead of to act and then check if that is okay. <laughs> yeah, that's, 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 that sounds like a way I did in the past. And we're getting a little bit to the end of the podcast. There's one more thing I am curious about. I saw that you started to write a book. Yeah. Is that, is that true? Mm -hmm. And what, what, what was like the, the reason you well, um, felt called to, to write a book? First, it was really clear to, to learn more about storytelling. It was like shown to me and it brought so much more space. And the book is really about um, sharing my life story. And mm -hmm. <laughs> the, the, so it's quite easy to write, actually. And I love taking time to write. And I should also, I also long to take more time to write. Mm. And um, I even feel that um, the writing will become bigger for me than the doing sessions with people so and I don't know exactly what it's going to bring me honestly as well you know it's like this needs to be written and when I sit down it's really like uh what writers say you know the it is like it's been written yeah. through you yeah it, it is being written through me and it feels like for for now I have to write my own life story first and then other books can can come, but it has to come out first, you know? And maybe this first book is not interesting at all <laughs> for other people. No, but, but it's, it's also a leap of faith to write like your first book yeah. and without being attached to the outcome, you know? Yeah. Not about having fame, it's, it's, but you know, it has to be written because I feel I have to do it. And uh, that's also joy. You know, to just do it. And of course, there's other work to do also. And some writers, they only write and have plenty of time. Yeah. yeah. And that is, you know, really making space for myself to step more into that energy and to, to really let go of uh, the idea of, oh, I should write this because this is what people want to hear right now. No, uh -huh. no, not at all. Really be inspired and just write what I want to write. And that brings so much joy and so much um, peace as well. Yeah, I love doing that. And it is, I couldn't have done this two years ago, you know, because then I, I needed to know like, why do I have to do this? Yeah. What is then it? it becomes structured. Yeah. And, and I don't know all that. I just know it feels really good. <laughs> and yeah, joy has a very high vibration. So if it feels good, you are in a, in a, in a good place. Mm -hmm. um, so Selma, I love the way we had this podcast and we both didn't know that we would be ending up in Canada <laughs> yeah. with the Eskimos. 
and then later on with Maria Magdalena. So it's good to be unattached, also in a podcast. <laughs> yeah, right. uh, like, where is this going, you know? Where is this going? So, and it, it makes me, you know, wonder. So what is there with for me with Canada? So it can be an, in, yeah. an, an interesting inquiry. Maybe tonight or, you know, in this coming next days, I'll get more information about that and, and then I'll connect you. Oh, okay, good. Because yeah, I, I can see there is some kind of connection, um, uh, but I, I, I don't have enough information about that right now. That's okay. But it is funny, right? That this came up. It is, yeah. And 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 to to finish this podcast, um, where can they find you? Where can they find more about you? Ah, best on my uh, Instagram. Thelma underscore love and life because I'm also changing my website <laughs> again. Thelma, <laughs> it's under your name, as Thelma Herring. My, uh, my website is selmaherring.nl mm -hmm. and uh, my Instagram is Selma underscore love and life. Love and life, okay. Okay. And uh... Is there one last thing you want to say to the listener? Something that really comes up now um, that you want to share yeah, with the listeners? Really, um, the saying is there is so much joy in walking this path in a mature way. You know, where you're really free and you're really owning your inner femininity and your inner masculine. And um, and then you can handle like the dark and, and the light with so much, you know, with so much power. Mm. I okay, I think this is a, a great wisdom to, 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 to finish this podcast with. Mm -hmm. and, um, and thank you very much. They also, my guides are also thanking you. So, and I also thank you. I thank your I thank your guides for being present here and and sharing their wisdom. And a couple of years ago, for me, that would also have been very much woo woo, -woo <laughs> because I didn't know it was there. And uh, so, also thank you for uh, yeah for sharing all this knowledge and um, wisdom from uh, this beautiful place. Thank yeah. you. Thank you.